This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. accident was happened that that affected your a part of your tie it's not this doesn't look like dislocation I'm not a doctor so I can't describe this accurately but I can just say there's a problem with your tie put your hand right there because the power of God is coming to that place and you are being healed right now in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wait. When we during the first service, because I'm about to take questions, and that was what we we're said to do. And I thought that this was limited to the leaders when we we're praying in the morning. He told me to tell to pray for the leaders and to speak into their lives by the spirits that they were due for promotion. As we're about to have the first service, the Lord said extend it to the church. So I it will be for service. I can as well do that now. I speak by the Spirit to everybody under the sound of my voice. Any good promise that you have received from the Lord that, that did not happen this last six months, second half of the year will be a time of your own visitation. Where you have been crawling, you will start running. And any aspect of your life where you have been walking, you will start flying. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's your time of promotion. Blessed be your name, Father. Oh, we give you praise. Blessed be your name. Somebody shout and give God praise. Thank you. A louder shout, a louder shout. Alright, what we're about to do this morning, which I announced last week. Many times the way church is structured, where you come to church, you listen to the preacher, you don't get the opportunity of asking questions or raising, uh, raising some observations. And now, we do this just twice in a year. This is the last Sunday of the first half of the year. I feel like, uh, so what we want to do now is just to pause and get a kind of feedback. Anybody having a question? In between, the Spirit can still lead us to minister to people. That happens severally for service. But basically what this service is all about is a kind of, you have a question, please, I will, by the grace of God, be answering those questions. And it takes me a bit, we'll hope to finish very soon. And then we have a baby dedication, we just pray. And then, on Wednesday we'll be praying. As I was stepping on the stage, this might just receive a burden or coming in a burden that we should pray on Wednesday. It's the last day of the month. And it's the last day of first half of the year. I want to encourage everybody. If for any reason you can't be here, as in there's no way to be here, then watch. But if there's a way, don't stay back at home. You should be around to watch. You should go without sound. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's start quickly. So questions, observations. I so much enjoy first service. Please watch first service if you, were, if, if you didn't watch it before coming here. So, there are mics around. If you want to write down your question, you can give it to Anosha. They will project it. 
Don't put your name if you don't want us to know you are the one asking the question. Just give it to anyone they will project and they will not put your name there. But if you are not ashamed of your question, you can raise your hand and they will give you the mic and we'll talk. Let's, uh, we can only take a few for service. I'll call. Please, one rule, ask your question in one minute. We already know what you are trying to say. So, <laughs> just go straight to the point. All right. So, please, if you have a can we start with my brother over here, please? I need ushers or a protocol to have mics in different places. Take up to five mics. And so, yeah, I was going to start with him. I will come to you. I think he raised his hand first. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Sir. Yes, sir. Please, sir, I want to ask. Um, where I'm working is so tight to the extent that I cannot um, attend the membership class on Saturdays. I work up to Saturdays. Yes, sir. Every Saturdays. Yes, sir. Then I ask my... Uh, head of department in the um, household if there is anything the church can do for me to have the class on Sunday and then she said to me absolutely there is nothing she can do I should discuss with one of the pastors so that's my challenge okay thank you sir even me myself I'm not sure because I don't <laughs> I don't double into household so the, way it is, the way the church is structured I'm not the overseer of everything everybody has a so I'm going to ask them but they should be able to do something for you Amen. And I ask the Lord, want them to call you. <laughs> generation to generation. Okay, my question is, um, okay. when do you feel you're doing too much, especially when you get a word from God, like a promotion, God told you that he's going to promote you? And um, you see the traces of those promotion around you, of the promotion rather. Then, and you work in a place where you have to uh, press for everything. They expect that you should, you know, play politics and all those things. And um, you are expecting God to do it. So when when do you do too much? I do understand you... your point. There must have been a reason why God made Adam to sleep in Genesis two before He brought out Eve. Once you are working, if God has given you a promise that He will lift you, apart from being diligent at your work, any politics you play will delay it. A very good example, the Lord showed Joseph that he was going to be whatever he became eventually. And there were times, I mean, the way he was talking about it and he was being pushy about it, he delayed the thing. Anything we try to do, when he got to the prison, he interpreted the dream for two folks there. He ended up by telling the other, when you get to the palace, remember him. But the guy didn't remember him. Until he had no hope again, then God showed up. Otherwise, we can share the glory with God when our moves are involved. So apart from the fact that I go to my work diligently and everything, any kind of politics, once you play with them, because if it is God, it is God. If it is man, it is man. There's no mix-up. All right. Yeah. Yes, yes, ma'am. Morning, church. Yes, ma'am. My question is um, based on one of the messages you preached, yes, altars and sacrifices. Yes, ma'am. And then you mentioned a lady that um, when she has a income, she gives a tithe from it. So my question is, are you supposed to like pay tithe on business 
or it's just your income that just comes to you. Like if you have a client that pays you for something, like do you pay on the profit? That is one. And then the second one is um, still based on that. Like when you're raising an altar to God, a altar of prayer, um, in intercession, let's say someone you, someone you used to know um, was a Christian or used to be a Christian and they went diabolical. Like, can you pray for the person in your closet and when you still know that the person is kind of after your life? Yeah, you can intercede for anybody you can pray. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells you, if it's after, the Bible says you should bless those who persecute. Contrary to all this prayer that my enemies should die, that people pray all around. If you pray for your enemies, the best way to handle them. There's nobody you pray for out of love who can successfully harm you. Love is the strongest force that people don't recognize. Yeah. One of my friends, the mom was a witch, confirmed witch. Not that they call her a witch, she was a witch. But there's a difference between somebody they are calling a witch or somebody. But see, it was the one by her bedside that led her to Christ. Was always going to share the word of God with her and praying for her. At the end of the day, the Spirit of God took over and she got saved. So, then the first question. I don't like going into, do we give a title of this? The Bible says, let every man be fully persuaded in his heart. I know that I am one of the people who believe you should give a title of your income. As per capita and all those things, I don't know. And sincerely, what I don't know, I don't say. So I think each person will have to pray about that and find out. So that's very important. Because it's also possible you are doing a joint business with somebody. If the person is not a Christian, you can't take the money that belongs to the two of you and give part of it. You understand what I'm saying? There are rules like that. So I'm just saying that it has to be a personal persuasion. God bless you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Good morning, church. Yes. My name is Cyrus. Cyrus Luashe Johnson. Yes, sir. I want to appreciate you for your sound teaching, sir. God bless Thank you. Thank you, sir. I have a very controversial question. Yes, sir. I am of the opinion that when God created Adam, it was not just one person that God created. Yes, sir. That God created many people, human beings, yes, sir. and named them Adam. Yes, sir. Genesis 1:26, 27 says, yes, sir. "Them, them, them." But I want to, I want you to help me differentiate between what God said in Genesis 1:26 uh, and Genesis 2:7. Okay. Uh, he formed man. He formed man. Yes. So that's my question, sir. Okay. I. <laughs> You see, I, I don't like going into all those things also because they are endless genealogies. And the Bible said they create strife. That was what Apostle Paul said. But the only thing I can say to that is this. Among scholars, people believe that God created one Adam. There is a second school of thought that God created one Adam first but created many men. The answer to the two of them is Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 29 which says the secret things belong to God. But the ones that are revealed. What I usually say to myself is, uh, I was not there for some reasons. Whatever the Bible decides not to reveal fully, then don't bother yourself about it. That means it's not connected to your Christian experience in any way. But they help with argument and strife. Somebody said it on Facebook. Some scholars have tried to say, because somebody asked, who, who then did Cain marry? Cain, some scholars said that Cain married a sister, went with her. Well, truly in the Bible, women were not listed at the beginning. 
Even when Jesus multiplied bread in Matthew 14 and in Matthew 15, they only counted men, 5,000 men. Genesis chapter 5, names of people. This one began, this one began, this. No woman was mentioned. So did be that Adam had girls that were never mentioned? Yes. Jacob had more than 12 children, but they only mentioned the 12 sons. They only talk about Dina because she was raped and the story was connected to something. Otherwise, they wouldn't talk about Dina. So somehow in the Old Testament, they never talked about women. So could it be that came married one? I don't know. Did God create more than one? We don't know, but one Adam was the prototype, the number one of God's creation. And the Bible says, let us create man. Let them have. And at that time, if was yet to be formed. Then there is also a school of thought that God created both male and female together in the spirit. And in chapter 2, he formed man. Now, when we get to heaven, we will know which one. Let's go on. Next. Okay. Yes. Let's start with this one. Sorry. Is this scriptural for men to wear caps inside the church and on the altar during service? Well, this taken from what Paul started discussing in 1 Corinthians 7 or 11. Now, when he started saying that, the end, it started by defining what the meaning of head. So he said, the head of every woman is the man. The head of every man is God. So the headship he was talking about was more of authority. So that's why women cover, and of course, said they should cover their body. He started by saying, this is the head I'm talking about, not a physical head. He said, the head of every woman is the man. The head of man is Christ. The head of Christ is God. He started the verse by, before talking about what are you, so if a man, he said, a man should not cover his head. Two things there. Number one, he defined the head he was talking about. Number two, a bit of culture was involved. Remember that the first church, some things evolved. And I don't want to go into the details of that, but just understand. So, will God not hear if a Christian brother puts on cap inside the church and is praying? Is it that the cap will block the prayer? And the signal will fail? Or, now, out of sign of honor and respect, because all over the world, cap represents something. When you make a king, you crown the king. So if out of honor, you want to remove your cap in the presence of God, it's a virtual, it's a very wonderful thing to do. But you cannot establish a doctrine on it, that you have to remove your cap when you are praying or when you stand in the church. But if you practice it, it's a very healthy practice. Alright. Okay. Let's move. Okay, so let, let's take the question, please. Okay, um, praise the Lord. So this is not like a question, it's more or less like a suggestion. Um, the church is growing bigger and then we are having older people join us now. So I was thinking that if it's possible for us to have like a corner at the back there where the message in English can be interpreted to English and probably, um, I mean, in, in, interpreted to Yoruba and Igbo language for older people that okay, are joining we'll us. we'll look to that. That's a very good one. Thank you. Maybe you help us interpret. <laughs> well, no, no, no problem. Let's go on. We, 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 somebody is here now. The pastor, they will, they will look into that. That's a good suggestion. Yes, yes. Can someone with ulcer fast? 
Good afternoon. Let My me name ask, is Toya. Sorry, ma, sorry, ma. Let me just say, I can solve with ulcer fast. Yes, it can. You are beginning to, you have to actually define what is fasting. There are different types of fasting mentioned in the Bible. Now, the most common is people fast from morning till evening. And I've told you before, there is nowhere in the Bible that talks about when fasting should stop. The Bible says they fasted till the going down of the stone. That is the only one you will hear. Then Jesus had 40 days without food or water, Matthew 4. Then Elijah had 40 days, which he received a supernatural bread before he did. Jesus, in his own case, was driven by the Spirit to fast. It was not a personal will. Not that some demons were disturbing Jesus. He now said, biri biri of seven days. No, it was... <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Now, the... Then, these are extraordinary ones. Apostle Paul fasted for three days without food. The day he became blind when he saw Jesus on the way to Damascus. And he was without food and water. It was only Paul and Esther that you have their record that they fasted. Or maybe there's one of the most common. Paul and Esther that fasted for three days without food, without water. I am fully persuaded. If the old kingdom of Aesaros was brought down, by three days dry fasting of Esther. And if Paul received the sight after three days of dry fast, I don't see any battle in anybody's life that three days cannot take care of. However, it is not empty stomach that empowers. It is knowledge. He who wants to fast for three days must also store yourself with the word of God. It will help your fasting. Fasting without the word is a problem. Now, can a person be said to be fasting if he takes tea in the afternoon, whatever? Yes. The most important thing about fasting is not the abstinence from food. The most important thing is devotion to God in prayer. Now, if somebody has ulcer, you need to take it in When he used to fast, it's maybe because also, as I didn't say the reason, but he used to throw bread in his mouth from time to time. You see, for the fact that you stay away from fancy food that you love, and you are chewing something just for your stomach not to hurt. You are actually fasting. You do get that. Because somehow people can easily fall under condemnation. And think that because you know you have a stomach issue which you are trusting God to heal. So you take a little bread to eat so that your stomach is not completely empty. But then you don't eat another thing. You are not eating of Father Amala. You are praying. You are fasting. What glorifies God is not how empty the stomach is. So everyone does not take pen and biro. How empty? What's the gauge? Zero. Hey, hey, now. Release power. No, they, 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 they don't do that in heaven. Remember that wisdom is profitable to direct. So if you have issues, if you have also trust God for the healing. But while you are waiting for the total, just uh, eat a little. Take something light and continue with your fasting. It might even just be a drink. But never feel that you will not obtain what you are praying for because a measure of drink is involved. That's what I'm saying. Hope that is setting somebody free. You know, it's very easy to... From when I was in secondary school, I developed the attitude of loving to fast. That I ate up to now. Breakfast is not part of my life. So this fasting from morning to evening is not a fast to me because I don't feel it. Only once in a while, I say, as a matter of fact, when we announce a fast in church, that I wake up the following morning and I'll feel like eating breakfast. When there's no fast, I don't think of breakfast. 
You know, the flesh is very... <laughs> the spirit is always willing, but the flesh is very wicked. I get what I'm saying. Anyway, that is so. That's what I can say, that if you have ulcer, you can still fast and take something light. Please. Let's read. Next person, please, while they are still waiting to breathe. Yeah, go on. Good afternoon, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, scripture says something that after life, um, after death, it's appointed for man to die once, yes. and after that, it's judgment. But we, I heard something, and I need clarification about it. I hear there's something called a place of purgatory. Yes. So it's not necessarily hell, but I understand that it's a place where you are tried, you're, you're, like you're birthed with fire to test your works. I think this is very common with the Catholics, so they do a place of prayer for them. Yes. Is this really true? Because I saw something in Scripture that was, some, that was close to, I mean, that was more or less backing up what purgatory actually meant. What so I need clarification. Excuse me, sir. What did you see in the Bible that looked... It was in First Corinthians. I can't remember the actual chapter, but I think it's in Corinthians, where the Bible says something about um, being tested by fire. But the person's work, if it's burnt, the person will still pass on to heaven. But even if the person's work is tried, I'm sorry, I can't really say I how your point. That, that like has that. to do with purgatory. That's First Corinthians chapter 3. Apostle Paul was talking about the fact that every man will be saved through fire. In other words, believers will not stand before the great white throne judgments. Christians are going to be judged by Jesus Christ. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 5, he said we shall all appear at the judgment seats of Christ. So every Christian will be judged by Jesus Christ. Now, the works you do in the flesh, things you do for eye service, your work will be like on a scale. Jesus is going to put all of us, everything about our life on a scale. Things that you have done to impress men, they will disappear. Anything you embark on that the Lord did not command when you were not will disappear. At the end of the day, what is left will be your reward. Now, Jesus said that some people's work, even pastors, everything will be burnt. And they themselves will be saved but as through fire. That means the Lord will drill them or he will save them. If you have seen the Lord before, the first thing that will happen, when you see Jesus at times, all your sins will be passing before you. But he will tell you that you are not worthy because of yourself. You are worthy because of him. Mercy is powerful. As a matter of fact, our, the only ticket to heaven is Jesus Christ. Nothing about what we have done or what we have not done. If we look at ourselves, nobody is worthy. But thank God, he qualifies the unqualified. And by him. So, now, that is not going to do with poetry. That's what everybody will go to. With Paul spoke about. Poetry is not in the Bible. It's a doctrine of a particular church, but it is not in the Bible. It's not biblical. What we read is appointed for man to die was in Hebrews chapter 7. That's exactly what the Bible teaches. Even though that scripture talks about Jesus Christ anyway, but people use it to say it's appointed for man to die once after that judgment. Um... Where there were people that died and God brought back to life. But let's just say that the meaning, the idea is that after death, judgment. Now, the closest to poetry is Abraham's bosom, which does not exist again. Abraham's bosom existed till Jesus died. So Jesus saw Lazarus there and he saw Papa Abraham. Lazarus was at Abraham's bosom. Not that Abraham carried him on jail like lover. <laughs> it's a name of a place. A, a kind of paradise. But when Jesus died and he descended to the lowest part of the hell, actually paradise is no more. Hell has enlarged itself. So Sheol, 
Don't let me go into all that. That's in the ball. The truth of the matter is that there is nothing like uh, Abraham's bosom again. So there is nothing like purgatory again. When people die, they are either here or there. That's all. Amen. Do demons have smell when around you? I feel they are present most times when I'm at home alone by strong smell. This goes away when I have the courage to rebook every presence not of God. How do I stop this completely? Um, well, if you are the type that uh, things of the Spirit are open up to, manifestations at times are not common. Yes, you can smell what others cannot smell at times. Do demons say, do all demons say, no. Once in a while, God enables you through uh, a sense that is beyond natural sense to sense something. Just as you can see something that others cannot see, yet you can see it at, at times. But it doesn't mean that generally demons smell. Some of them do, some of them don't. When God gives opportunity, you can sniff them, some don't. Now, for, for, for um, my friend wanted to pray for a prostitute. He didn't know she was. She walked into our, his office and everywhere just began to smell. She was down. That, she wasn't smelling per se, but the spirit was smelling. Those kind of things can happen. Now, what you have done is writing to rebuke that kind of thing. Now, it's an experience that you should also trust God that you move to a level where they don't even come. Thank God when you rebook them, they go. But go beyond where they don't even have to come around you again. One of the things you need to check, if constantly you find yourself as a Christian battling some demonic stuff. Some weeks ago, I thought on that. We shared a lot. When it comes to this terrain, I get very careful because deliverance in Africa is almost becoming occultism. And people teach many things that are not in the Bible. And the more you go that way, the more you get under bondage. There is no freedom outside the word of God. I want for service, and I can as well say that now. Uh, the Lord told me when I was praying that I should talk about this. If anybody is hearing and you are watching me, and there is somebody praying for you, asking you to bring so bring water, I tell you the truth. You are already selling your future and bringing yourself under a spell. People who do this are hypnotists. They control your future. When somebody gives you a prophecy so-called, and I tell the first time, prophecy that something will happen to you in the future, we are praying, it's not prophecy. First Corinthians 14 talks about prophecy, only does three things in the New Testament. Edification, for comfort, and for exhortation. Word of knowledge can show you things, yes, but I have told you, not only God can, Satan too can reveal things. Ability to see into the realm of the Spirit is not only limited to God's people, which can see more than many prophets. But it changes nothing. And again, the first Corinthians, Acts chapter 16, a girl with an evil soul was crying after Paul. Everything she said was crying. She said, these are only men who have come to show us the way. Accurate information and edifying information. But the source was wrong. So there can be a power healing. There can be a prophetic word. Accurate. Somebody can say this will happen in Nigeria. But it can be accurate, but the source can still be from Satan. Satan can tell what will happen in five years in some regards. Because at times when he speaks, it goes to cause it to happen. So when somebody tells that you are about to have an accident, I said we pray, you will only have accident if you accept it. Tell them to shut up. But many people don't have that kind of faith. See how we grip them. Then they, they, you, you, the moment you give something to them, that transaction I just started. And there's no end to it. When you now try to free yourself, whatever I tell you to do, and you refuse to, that one will affect you. I was talking to a lady when somebody was walking past her, she just stopped at the front of the show and gave a word. I said, I stood. That word was accurate. And from that day, she started. Until she started bringing towel to her. How, how funny can people be? Oh, God has told me something. You are saying the same thing. I will thank you. But it changes nothing. It doesn't make me give you any kind of respect. 
as God has saved Africa from native Babalawo kind of thing, we have brought it back to Christianity. Because we love it. The highest form of God's power is intangible. Once an object is attached to it, either weakens the power or God is not there. Objects. God does not want you to say, this anchor is not my, my pocket, I cannot pass the interview, because God himself lives inside you. Can I hear loud amen? Yeah. How can you give back to a child and be putting a clothes under a pillow? Can anchor be prayed upon? It's biblical, in the Bible, yes. But don't get used to all those things. If somebody is afar, you can't read the post, you can send Ankachi. Paul, they, they were taking Ankachi from Paul, so it's scriptural. Use an anointing to pray for the it's scriptural. But when you turn it to something else, an annoyed document, and you can't do anything without, it has, substituted, it has become a substitute for the power of God. And one day, Satan will say to you that you forget it at home. He will now deal with you. Amen. In a relationship that is leading to marry, where the guy does not want to submit to an elder, should the lady pull out and he says we can always fix our problem. If it's so important to you that you seek the counsel of elders and he doesn't want to, the good thing is that you are not yet married, so you are free. You are free to do what? Take a walk. Somebody said Jackpot. <laughs> you are always free before you go to the altar. And you need to actually ask yourself a question. Is this the man I want to submit to? You know it is dangerous to live under the same roof with a man who submits to nobody. It is not good. There is nobody that can call him that he can tremble when he sees the phone call. Then what happens to you? You should have a form of leverage as a woman. And when you tell the guy that I'm going to report so so possible, either he begs you or he begins to behave immediately. But there is nobody, there is nobody. He is the Alpha and the Omega the lion of the tribe of his family. He is everything by himself. And you want to marry him, you're in trouble already. God never created us to be that independent. We are independent, but we also submit. That's why we are fathers. That's why nobody among us came into the world by yourself. The beginning of our humility is that somebody brought you into this world. So you cannot say that I'm here by myself, nobody can. No, there's nothing like that. You should listen to people. Okay? Let's go on. Yes. Just play something, please. Play. So you got carried away by Good morning, the morning, Yes, sir. Yeah, my question is based on a message preached here. I think um, on a Wednesday like that, uh, you said that um, when we are praying to God, that we should not expect God uh, to answer us in a particular way. Yes. Yeah. So um, in I, some cases, in some okay, okay, sir, okay, sir. Um, I have a particular brother I'm praying for, and through information I got about the person, so I have some information with me that people do see about the person. So I have in my spirit to always pray for the brother. So, um, me, I believe that whenever I pray to God, um, God answers me through dreams or visions. So, I have that always with me. So, when I prayed about the problem, I'm seeing a particular person. I said, okay, let me pray again. I, I saw the same. Another time I prayed again, I saw the same. I said, ah, how 
what is happening here. What's the question, sir? Please, because of sir, that. Just yeah, the, the question, question is, is it that God is answering me through the dream or through the vision? It's possible. What I said is that when you pray, for instance, if I say, uh, let, let me break down the message in this one. If I say, God, I need money. I should not think it has to come through my brother. You understand? Okay. So that's what I'm saying, that you don't choose method for God. Lord promotes me. It does not mean you have a boss that likes you. Now believe that he built one that will speak for you. You might be disappointed. You are praying that God promotes him. Let God choose any method he wants to use to promote you. I get what I'm saying. So that is what I'm saying. But in terms of a particular way through which God gives a message to you, yes, yeah, some people have patterns. Even though your first and foremost pattern should be the word of God. Because here is what happens. If God has revealed things to you through dream, and you now depend on dream as a way of God speaking at all times, there's nothing stopping Satan from giving you a dream. As a matter of fact, he will see to it. I explained all these things on Wednesday. Papa again asked Jesus that, how come ministers of God who have worked with the Lord, and he, you know some names like William Bram, who decides and wonder, they will towards the end of life just introduce one doctrinal error that would destroy an entire body. Like the guy started teaching that women are seed of serpents. Somebody that close to God. And then the Lord told him that there is a particular evil spirit who seeks to speak like Jesus. He is the one that when you see a person who has worked with God, doing something that you know that this is unbiblical, that spirit has gotten the person. And they give that what is the word? Say, stay with your Bible. Whatever you hear at any time, you must cross-check with the word of God. Secondly, Cross-check with men who are the spirit of God around you. Important decisions of your life should not be you alone hearing God. Confirm with others. And I gave an example in Acts chapter 13 verse, verse 1. God had called Paul and Silas, but he had called them before everybody confirmed their call. And that was the day they I see people nowadays in church making moves without confirmation of people that they pray with. And that is dangerous. And I said that you see, I started with them by 10 and 4 chapter. The Bible said that there are voices. There are voices. God's voice is not the only voice. There are voices. There are voices. And if you understand Pentecostal cycle, you understand that Pentecostal people have used God's name. God has told them to do the most unethical things on that. God. I have seen a person who pulled down a church, took their members and moved opposite and started a church. Who told him to do it? God told him to do it. People have raised money in an unhealthy way. As he boots you, and who told them to the Spirit of God told them to do it? People have even criticized somebody publicly and mentioned who told them to do it? God told them to do it. And you see a lot of that. So it, say, it shows that there's something wrong with many things that people think they hear from God. So I'm just saying that uh, whatever you see in a dream and a vision, check through the Word of God. Can God answer you through that dream? Yes, He can. Just check it with the Word of God. That's all. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I will take two or three more people. Is sex in the dream always demonic? Is this something to be worried about? If frequently forget my dreams, I sometimes dream three, four times per night every day. Is sex in a dream always demonic? Sex in a dream is terrible. If you are married, you should have sex with your wife. If you are not married, you should not have sex. Which one is dream sex? <laughs> so, <laughs> I know it happens now. Now, 
One I, I don't want to straight away say is this. Sometimes if you fill your thoughts with dirty thoughts, infatuation can set in. You might be thinking about a lady day and night. You can dream that you actually have an intercourse with her. It still makes it something very terrible. That shouldn't be. That is lost playing out in your life, in your sleep. And if it's someone you don't know at all and that is happening, that is purely demonic. So that so whichever way you look at it, it is evil, it is wrong and it shouldn't happen. Amen. Hallelujah. When I was second, it used to happen to me, so I went to pray. And the Lord took it away. But then the first thing the Lord told me is that pay attention to the thoughts, your thoughts. So I saw that I, I got born again very early, that I was born again, but I had all kinds of terrible thoughts. I used to picture a lot of sex and all those terrible, dirty pictures. I wasn't into pornography, but the pictures were just inside me. Maybe because I felt I had not done it before, so I was always thinking that, how is this thing like? And then, so the Lord told me, that's why I said that if you, if you, if you are having manifestations that is not godly, repeatedly, if demons are hanging around you too long, there is something bringing them. And many times, if it's an unholy thing, the Lord expects those things to go with them. That was the only reason why Jesus allowed those sheep, 2,000, to go and perish by the sea. If you read the law, they were told not to keep uh, swine. The law considered in Old Testament swine and unclean animals. So what were they doing in that country? So when the demons were going to go, they took the swine with them and Jesus never stopped them. Sometimes you have to check. This is hard to tell people nowadays, but it's the truth notwithstanding. Some songs people listen to can be a problem. That you plug your ears to and then you sleep. Things are not as neutral as you think they are. It is true. But let's just stop there. Yes. Are spiritual parents supposed to dictate for you to marry? No. Is it possible for God to speak to you about a partner born not your spiritual parents. Yes, it's possible. They might not hear God if they are already sentimental. If they ask someone for you, even when God is speaking to them, they might not hear. Pray that God will make it more. But that doesn't mean you should just straight away go ahead. At least explore all opportunities first. Pray for them. Share with them. But nobody, no pastor, nobody should tell you who to marry and who not to marry. They can see and confirm. They can even tell you that there is a danger in this relationship. But for somebody to say that this is the person that they should marry, for me to call a member and say, okay, this is time, this brother is not married. So, hey, marry yourself. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that is what I described first, first uh, service as. That's pure witchcraft. And you are going to, you are going to, I wanted to say this on, on Wednesday. What they teach you about God will affect how you see God. In the days of SU Revival, in those olden days, not necessarily SU, but in those days, some people could never, they were afraid of asking for God's will in marriage. Because they believed that if, God, if it is God's will, it will be a sister that is ugly. People were taught that way. So there were many people that married in those days and they were purely incompatible. Many times, brothers would walk up and say, I saw a dream. God said, you are my wife. And they married. The body of Christ was at his infant state that time. People didn't know. So many women married because the man said, God said, you are my wife. And he was a spiritual man in the fellowship. There are no 
romance, no love, no spark of emotion for the person, but they went in an attempt to obey God. The marriage was already dead on arrival. And that happened to many old saints. And when people saw that, people started becoming afraid of asking. And there are many of you who still have that fear. You think if you ask God for his will for your life, he will tell you to go to Borno States. Some are inside many people. They just feel that God's will is bitter. There are times he tells us to do what our flesh does not want to do. No doubt about that. But many times, what God wants for you is better than what you can choose for yourself. Joyfully ask God for his will. He will not ask you to marry a lady you don't like and who does not like you. Hope you know, every man you have your type. Am I right? When they say women are beautiful, beauty is defined by many definitions. That's why I don't like it when six men will sit on stage and say this is the most beautiful man in the world. By, 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 by what standard? And all those beauty pages I see, they are not usually fine to me. I mean, six men will sit down behind the table and say that uh, these six people are the finest in the world. Number one, have you been around the world? And those people will just do like they say they are the finest. They say, I'm going to sit down. They are not the finest. You know, but... <laughs> They are the ones cutting the shot. So I understand. So we have, we have to join and say, okay, Miss Ward, Miss Ward. I said, this is Miss Ward. When I was in here, they chose Miss UI. I said, even in my department, like, I can count five women, finer than this girl. I said, this is Miss UI. And she said, you are going to Miss UI. <laughs> Don't mind me, eh? <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Now, what is fine to one man is not fine to another man. Sometimes these are signals that God himself put there. That you might know who you are compatible with and who you are not compatible. Everybody will be saying that that girl is beautiful. You, you see the girl and to you, she's just a normal person. It's because you are not wired up for that kind of person. And then you hear two other brothers fighting over the person. When were you and they said that two guys were not talking to because somebody asked out a lady first and they were not talking. So I asked for to see the lady. When I saw I was disappointed. I felt like giving the two guys a knock on their head. Is this why you are fighting? I said, I'm fighting, fight. But then I realized that, well, beauty is in the eye of. You know, as I was talking to two of them, I was looking at the lady. Huh? And so. <laughs> but it's okay. Amen. <laughs> so. Is it right to create a platform for politics and government in church so that we can have people from church be on? frontiers of Nigeria leadership because I believe the future of this nation is in the hands. That's a very good question. A group in the church can come together. Pastor Tony Rappu called three people in this same Redeem Ackman many years ago when he was in Redeem. Guys, if it's a very large church, real politicians will come in. They will join the group, but they have no Christ value in them. The church has made mistakes before. When all over the world. Billy Graham said that the only time his ministry was discredited, he got close to a particular president in America who we invited to pray. Later, they started conversing, seeking counsel, and the guy nearly messed up America. People of God, you have to be wise about this. Number one, if a Christian is called to politics, join a political party. Then don't use church to support you. If your policies and values are good, church people should support, but it should not be mandated. And don't be found on pulpits talking about it. What will happen when you do? People of other religion will organize somebody or so, and you know what? 
you are going to have highest hostility in office. They will make sure you fail just to, uh, just to ridicule the church. Haven't you seen enough example in Nigeria? I know a governor in a particular state who actually claimed, I, okay, many of you know the state, because I, I was there when we were having Bible study in the chapel of the governor. The governor sat, no entourage, no security, no nothing. He was sharing dates and sharing quotations of the Bible. The same governor openly said that Abacha was his messiah. Money and any pastor that endorses a politician publicly, every mistake he does, they will visit it on you. God forbid that out of revolution don't come and burn down your church. Go and read French history and you understand. As they were born in those palaces, they were born in the churches of the bishop who were supporting them. That's why Christianity is far behind in France now. There is no popular pastor that anybody here knows who is from France. People have to be very, very careful. See, religion and policy, they are in the soul of people. And it's a serious matter. So, church is called to win souls and preach. Some things are hard to say. For instance, part of our preaching is to do charity. But charity is not our calling. The time we were bashing churches, there are a lot of churches started putting their welfare on Facebook with fed 50 people. When you do that, you have actually contradicted what Jesus said. That your right hand should not know what your left hand has. Yet people are pushing oppressed. All the money is building. So because they are criticizing, we will not want them to know how many people are giving school fees to. Are they our Lord? A church ought to care for its own people, but you are not supposed to announce it. Did you get what I just said now? Can you see how easily we can be derailed? And many of you enjoy when the church is now talking about how many people they are feeding. Then you applaud the other pastor. He's the only pastor. He's the only one giving food. Like the one that will call them to his church. Line up back to right during service and, and everybody equal to his a man of God. Give them things. People like that. And you know what? It's pure deception. Jesus said whatever you do, nobody. Because Jesus is not in the business of embarrassing anybody. He said the moment you announce it, you lose your reward. Yes. Church will get down and help people. Help me in the community we are. That's why we do free medical tests at times. We should help you. But we are not supposed to put it up so that people can respect us. Respect only for one thing. We preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's all. I you get what I'm saying? Okay. Let's take you, sir. After, I will take you. Let me take you. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Um, I've heard so many definitions of um, forgiveness. Yes, sir. And... And as Christians, most Christians are most Christians hardly forgive. What's your definition of most Christians? You know, I let, let me tell you this. A lot of people are watching us, even from outside the country. I love, I love us to be. Is it empirical? What we, we show our facts. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, they had a talk show here, and somebody asked a question. I love the way Doctor Bailey answered, answered the person, and the person said that. Uh, what do you say to the fact that the most terrible people on earth are Christians? And Ebele brought out his phone and Google the most terrible people on earth. And names that came out from Adolf Hitler to Idi Amin and all of them. Idi Amin was a They mentioned the names. Adolf Hitler was born in Cali, but within age 5, 6, he hated Cali. He wanted to destroy everybody. So when he read it to the guy that, so, Mussolini, uh, which one that said that the old church was exist around him? So he said, so these are the, this, Google is not Christian. These are people listed as the most terrible in the world. And they all listed Christian. But yes, somebody said that the most, it might be that a roommate just offended him. And then he will say, well, I've seen people say all these things before. So when you say 
Because all the Christians I know, they forgive easily. Many of them, I have, I have brought missionaries here before, on Pupi. Some of them, they have killed their wife in the north. And they are still feeding the children of those who killed their wife. Those are the So I don't know the ones who don't forgive. So you might have to be a little bit more. Maybe you had an, I'm sure. Whatever you are coming from, you couldn't have had an experience with more than 20 Christians. Like they say, all their pastors have jets. The total number of pastors who have jets in Nigeria is not up to 25. How many pastors are in Nigeria? I don't have a jet. <laughs> so everybody is saying that soon. <laughs> so, so you have, I'm saying that you have over 30,000 pastors in Nigeria. Look at pastors who redeem a low. Over 30,000 pastors in Nigeria. 20 people have jets. And it's equal to their pastors are buying jets. If your son scores 20 over 30,000. <laughs> in school. And you say you got most questions right. How about that? So, sir, I, I didn't wait for you. Please finish your question. I, I, I'm interested. I just said that to say that you might truly have had a bad experience with some people. Maybe they're unforgiving. I'm just saying, I don't say most. Just say that I, I, I had this experience with somebody or something. Hey, that's better. Please. Okay. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> Please. Go on. Yeah. When we say we forgive somebody or some yes. people, and you've let go. And along the lane, you get to see those people or that person again, and that anger comes in. Have you forgiven? Or how no, do you no, that means you have not let go. How do you go about yes. forgiveness? It's something that we have to be very careful. Let me give an example now that if you are staying in a room with somebody and it steals your money, I will forgive you for stealing my money, but I will keep my money away from you next time. I can forgive you for driving my car out and bashing it. I won't charge you. I'll do that. That's how I'll charge myself. But when you say you want to drive my car another day, I might be careful. I want to know that, okay, have you stopped having accidents? You know, all those things. Because it's true that first time you are a victim, second time you are a volunteer. Forgiveness at times does not mean um, you push to a certain point where you can be hurt again. But what has happened, you are forgiven. You might not even say it to anybody. You love him, you wish him well. And that is the part that you mentioned. Now, if you are still angry, something is still there. But you've let go. But it does not mean that you allow that scenario to play itself again. See, so many ladies, ladies, are you hearing me? They made this mistake before. The guy is abusive in courtship. He comes back every night to be crying and say, I'm sorry, you should not tell me. And in the name of forgiveness, you can forgive a person and just be like, you know what, I'm forgiving you. But we cannot marry. We are incompatible. That is not unforgiveness. That is wisdom. You'll notice that the way this girl is going, she's going to become, and now she's begging you that, please marry me, let's just say, you can forgive her. But it does not mean she's a wife material for you. So, we have to understand that. Okay. Last question. Is someone blessed today? If you are here for the first time, it does not look like a message, forgive us. We are not last week that we will do this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But it's touching lives. I'll pray for everybody in the world. Go on.
Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. My question is relating to object. Yes, sir. For a dedicated Christian, is it wrong to light up a candle to light up a candle to pray? What will the candle do for your prayer? It's a bigger question. And if lighting of candle was that important, Jesus would have put many candles around himself. Paul didn't do it, Jesus didn't do it anyway. So what does the Bible say about prayer? Whatever you ask in my name, you will receive. So why will I hand hard candles? And you yourself, you are the candle of the Almighty. So Hallelujah. Should I take one more person? Anytime you say one more, then the hands will go. I will take just one more. Who should I take now? Preferably a lady. Okay, one is already speaking. Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma. So, um, my question is still about fasting. Um, I think when I was in second school, I... Okay, first was a Catholic. She doesn't fast on food. She eats, but she fasts away from something she likes a lot. Either movies or coke. She was a coke addict. So, is that also a form of fast? Can it's one a form of fast. do that? It's a form of fast. Thank you. Uh, but it's a form of fast, really, because you are the idea of fasting is that you are depriving yourself of certain things. So, it's a form of fast. Whether it's powerful enough as of, I don't know, but it's a form of fast. You know, when I talk about this thing comes to my mind, some Nigerian ministers or Africa, I don't know Nigeria or Africa, they went for a program abroad, ministers' conference, and they were fasting, they were supposed to be fasting in Germany. And they served coffee by 10 in the morning. Then by 1, they served coffee and small chops. Ah, so Nigerian pastors were like, they were, this white were eating. I said, but we're fasting. Why we, we fast? We just don't eat real food. You know, this is just to brighten up the atmosphere. <laughs> so, on <laughs> Nigerian pastors said, I know your problem. That your demons are enlightened. He said, that's why your disease is the Atush name. He said, demon, he said, our own demons, they live inside forest. <laughs> he said, even with Biri Biri, they are still dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> generally speaking, people do more of those things. The acrobatics is common here. The Bible teaches fasting. And the Bible did not say, if the Bible says, when you fast, that means regularly Christians should fast. I want to recommend what you should do. Once in a week, try and fast. Even if it's morning to 3 o'clock. Fast and pray. On the seventh day, God rested. In every seven days, do something. Beyond your normal day. So take a day. Then maybe every month. That's why we fast the last three days of every month here. And then we take a month in a year. Which might likely be August. We fast. And when we fast, I don't put burden on people. I tell people. With the training I've given myself from when I was in secondary school in Abiyokuta, abstaining from food for days is not a problem with me at all. I don't feel it maybe until like day three or day four without food at all. So it's not a problem. But I don't put that yoke on other people. We are not coming from the same background. Neither is there a guarantee that when you do that, then the power of God will fall more on you. So I'm just saying, but you should fast. You should fast and pray. And when you fast, the most important thing is that pray. So when we are doing the one for August, 30 days, join. Don't be afraid. 30 days will soon finish. If you need to take tea, bone vita every day, no problem. 
Then you also remember that some of you are doing work that are more strenuous than what others are doing. So you are at a disadvantage in that sense. You do manual, serious labor. But some other people might just sit down all day long in the office. Some of you, you battle computer, your brain is working. And you need to be at your best in the place of work. Daniel's 21 days of fasting was not without food completely. It was with vegetable. And he said he stayed away from sweet and what he loved to eat. So taking a bit of food a day can be a form of fasting. And there is none that does not glorify God. Any attempt you make to do any kind of sacrifice to please God, God is pleased. He said that I will come and be whispering to you that so oh, robotic biology is that fast. It's because he wants you to feel guilty. And once you are guilty, you cannot operate on the power of God. I want to say to somebody, this one came for service and I'm picking that now. If there's anybody under any kind of burden of guilt, somebody asked that when you ask God to forgive you and the guilt is still there, when the guilt is still there, it opens the door for the devil to say afflict you. The blood of Jesus is your atonement. And once you have repented, you should never feel guilty again. Guilt brings the devil back to the same. But some people, the voice of the accuser is so strong in their spirit that they know what I have said theoretically, but the guilt is still following them around. It means there is a spirit seeking to destroy you. But for this cause, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of God. I say to every guilty soul here, because he was wounded for your transgression, he was bruised for your iniquity, the chastisement of him was upon him, by his stripes you are made whole. By the blood of Jesus Christ, your soul, your conscience, is saved from that guilt right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Something sounds simple. Depression can be because of a situation. Depression can also be spiritual. You see, when you overgive yourself to something, you attract the spiritual equivalent of that thing. It's real. Anger is a work of the flesh. It's not demonic. But you can push your anger to a point that it becomes rage. It becomes demonic and that's where people kill people and your eyes will now clear after doing that. I know people. Don't leave any girl with them. They are going to rape the girl. After the rape, they become the nicest person you ever meet in town. You can never meet in town. And that's people like that. Until he rapes the girl. He becomes violent with the girl. He can almost kill her to rape her. Once he's done, he sits down and is wondering what he has done. Lust can begin to grow in a man's soul. And grow. And grow. And grow. And become spiritual. Just like stealing. Have you met some things before? They brought one to me to pray for before. Put any object in the house. In one minute, he will know where the object is. He enters your house by spiritual signal. He knows where what he wants to pick is and he picks it up. When they asked him, he said there seemed to be hearing voices. He said, if I enter a house, when we said, oh, there was a girl in our class like that. A friend put money in her bag. She told me she didn't tell anybody. She put the bag, so they chased us to assembly. I went to grammar school. Went to assembly. And the bag was down. Between the time we went to assembly and we came back, there was a prefect in the class. She only went out for just about 10 minutes. The only bag when we came back that was searched was this girl's bag, and the money had been taken. Even our class recognized this must be a forensic stealing. <laughs> and when they caught her, they were talking. She said that voice would just tell her that is the bag. That at that level, you have stolen and stolen. You have become a spiritual thief. 
So now there is an anointing attached to that ability. When people get to this level, they do things they don't want to do and they cannot stop. They do things they don't want to do and they cannot stop. The one that was, I said, we could not leave the girl. Some of the girls, when you look at their level, he has paid, they were far apart. He will now sit down and be crying. Have you seen people, so you can begin to tell lies, and tell to the point that they become lying spirit in your mouth. At that time, you don't think about it. They ask you like this, there is a supply. You know that it's coming from reservoir that is not you. At that point, either you turn to the word of God, which is, it will always heal you. Or if your, your faith in the world, you are still alone, then somebody has to pray for you to drive out that spirit. It is true. Check most wife beaters. Many people think that those who beat their wives are, some of them are not terrible guys. When you meet them, they are sweet guys, but he must beat her. I told the first service of a guy that I was scheduled, I was scheduled to be, but the mom decided that we're not going to meet again. She came to our church and she was angry with us. She came to my office. Her daughter was coming to church. Her daughter was wearing trousers. That was the only problem with the daughter. She was the only graduate in the family. She was the only one without any scandal. The first one married. Uh, didn't marry, left school, occupied the parents. The parents were abroad. Impregnated the girl. The girl was living with him. Then when the mother came to Nigeria, she slept at the room. They were in the master bedroom. Later, the guy took the plan of the house and sold the house. The last one ran out of the house, out of one. So the third one was with them abroad. He would tie the father and the mother down and give them the beatings of their life. That's why he said that hypnotism. They were going to one church or one girl on a mountain. Who will give them so give them this? This woman came to the church to come and harass me. Her husband called me from abroad that he will arrest me. I said, sir, because they've seen my gentle sir, I'm always on the cool side, but I have the boldness of the Spirit of God. I called myself, I'm waiting for, I said, well, let me know when you are sending the police so I can wait for them at home. And he called him back to start begging. I said, you think I'm the one you can harass also? So, they, 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 were, they said, we don't want our daughter. I said, well, your daughter is a graduate. I did not go to the house to tie rope on her to bring her to church. What I will not do, I'm not going to ask her to stop coming. Because that's what you want me to do, and I'm not going to do that. I can't do I can't ask her to stop coming. And the only one they have with her, they sinned among their children, but she was wearing trousers. That was their problem. She entered up her, she was living. I was following. She told me, I said, she church in Ori. She abused us. She left. She told me that I'm going to disown her if she doesn't stop coming to your church. I said, Mommy, what did she do? Her papa said, that's the only thing. That she's wearing trousers. And that's things of the world. And this lady told me, this prophet took her to mountain, tied her to tree naked in the name of deliverance. So she vowed that she would never go there again. And the mom said, as long as she's under my roof, she must obey me. She must go to that church. I said, Mom, where is this in the Bible that she disowned your daughter? He said, it's in the Bible. I said, show me. He said, I'm living. He said, my You see what people do? Spell. You are going for spiritual bath. Go. There are Christians who are still doing all these things. I'm warning. Then you will now start saying, I'm warning. Some, nobody should demand cover from you in the name of prayer. Guess what? You don't need any prayer contractor anywhere. There's nowhere you kneel down to pray that God does not hear you. If you feel weak spiritually, stay among those who will help you to pray. But don't contract out prayer. 
It weakens you. The first two, three years of our marriage, my wife couldn't give back, so they will start. Somebody meant well. Somebody. Then, you know, she just sent a message out that there is one man. And gave my wife's number to the man. Thank God I was beside her. She just had a topic pregnancy. It was a painful moment for the family. I was preaching like this in church when the, she, she was at home. She said she was having this stomach pain. I thought it was a joke. So I came to church. I said, okay, just rest. Then they come and she was adjusted. Then they come and they, they had operated already. But God is also wonderful. The consultant just walked in Sunday morning and said, I should be in church. I don't know why I'm here. And so that the other daughters were struggling and helped her. She could have lost her life. And then they called. Somebody even had to sign for body operation because I was wrong ground. Now, as we were coming out of the hospital four days after when they discharged her, so then this prophet called. Called her. Say, ah, help her. That where's your mother-in-law? That's my mom. I'm the last guy. All that brothers before me have kids. And my mom... Be, ah, said they were, so he said, she's in Abiyokuta. I said, you will... He said, ah, say, buy white lace and bring it to me. I will provide. Go and present to your mother-in-law. I collected the phone from her. I said, you are very stupid. I said, I tell you by the word of the Lord. Next year, you will come and celebrate our name with us without your prayer. Know how to make statement in the name of the Lord. God will back you. When somebody says, I see as there before you, answer that I shall not die. Because there is no prophet bigger than the word of God. That God's word has said, I shall not die. When you say that, heaven will back you against whoever the person. I won't mention their name, but we have two people here in the church right now. They are here with me. But I don't want to mention. There are two people here. I know the leaders will know the people I'm talking about. The mom of the wife came to about the wedding that the prophet said they must not do a loud wedding or something will happen. I said, well, mommy, wedding that we, we don't they plan for. I said, this person, the two of them are very popular in this church. Their wedding is our wedding. Somebody in church paid for drinks, somebody paid for The people were celebrating with them. The mom now came and said, and she was right. A prophet told her, he saw a video, I said, mommy, when I saw she was bothered, I just sat there and said, mommy, if anything happens to your daughter or the guy she's marrying, Hold me responsible. Go and report this church anywhere and come and arrest me. Why should I was serious? I just opened the Bible. I said, Mommy, I don't know the name of the prophet who told you, but I know the word of God. I said, In this church, nothing will happen to them. I will not only attend the word as a pastor, I am ready to hit. Ah, don't spoil our phone. She was worried. Those words were disturbing her. I know the word she was supposed to have the back. She was worried. Even though she was there, she to join the party. Where's that? Nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. But many people, I did not respond to those people as a man who was a pastor. I responded as a Christian. You are a Christian. You don't need to be a pastor. Jesus died for you too. Learn to answer people. You have never seen any vision in your life. But you are forced. God has protected you this much. Don't let anybody scare you with any vision. If God thought you needed one, he would have shown you. He has used his own way. See how much, how far God has taken you. By his own method. They don't look for any other method. That's why I don't say visions I say to people. Because it can easily begin to rule them. Some people walk into my office and my eyes are open in the spirit. I can see. But I will just share the word of God with them and pray for them. I don't want to people get into this. Can there be a marriage around me that will fall into that? We not know. As far as in secondary school, there was nothing given to my family. Became local government chairman. There was none of them I did not see ahead of time. 
Yes. There are four people. So, but I don't like sharing all these things. Now they see all over Facebook want to share 35 prophets and may God help Nigeria. Against the way we are going. It's error. And once you can't sit down with the word of God and pray, you qualify to be deceived. And pay for the deception. You want to wake up in the morning, even if it's 20 minutes, get committed to 20 minutes and pray. God has never said, you only be walking in power if you pray for one hour. Don't put yourself under bondage. Can your strength carry 20 minutes? Just be committed to what the Bible demands, a devotion to God. Wake up in the morning. What time is coming for you? 6 a.m. every morning. Pray. Be committed religiously to that 6 a.m. Pray and read your Bible. That little prayer of yours, the angels of God will watch over you all through the day. Let's rise. Is somebody blessed today? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What a wonder you are. Oh, Jesus. What a wonder. Every pain disappears right now. Because of time. If you are in any situation where you need to pray, come to the altar when the service ends. After the service. Be five minutes, kneel down and pray. Go home, leave the body in here. You don't get what I've just said. Yes, sir. I believe in people coming to pray at the altar. Not that altar is more, but the Bible talks a lot about altar. But it gives you a consciousness of the Father you are praying. Pray and leave, let go of the body in your heart. Father, we thank you. We give all the glory. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus. Someone blessed today. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to implore you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again. A new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.